0: Hi, and uh, welcome to Totally Underqualified,
1: where we talk about various topics of adulthood and how totally underqualified we are to do them.
0: Hello, and welcome to episode number four.
1: four. We're getting better at this, Bob.
0: We are, we are getting so much better at this. And what are we calling episode four?
1: Uh, episode four is Totally Underqualified to Take Care of Yourself. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> do you take care of yourself? I try. <laughs> Why don't we just dive right in with this, with this question? I,
0: I, I try to take care of myself. I think everyone does.
1: Yeah. I do think you take
0: care of yourself?
1: I like to think I do. Good. Although in practice I know that some people could probably point out what I'm doing wrong.
0: Mm, well, I can point out what I'm doing wrong.
1: Yeah, and I can definitely pinpoint where I'm going wrong. Mm. I whether or not I want to hear it from other people is a different story
0: (laughs) that's that's always a difficult one isn't it (laughs)
1: um but I'm more than happy to tell other people where they're going wrong exactly so in terms of taking care of ourselves we kind of want to cover general health and fitness but we also want to cover some of the more impactful aspects of health and well-being I think the pair of us have kind of taken a little while to start taking care of ourselves. And whether or not we're actually doing a good job, who knows?
0: I don't think, I think that's up to us in the end, if we're doing a good job or not.
1: Yeah, I think it's, uh, if you You feel like you're doing a good job.
0: Then you're usually doing a pretty good job. Yeah. We wanted to briefly lay out What a healthy lifestyle is.
1: I think everyone has an idea of what it should be.
0: Yeah, I do.
1: Feel free to share with our listeners, Bob. You seem to have all the
0: answers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what we think a healthy lifestyle entails is get enough exercise, drink enough water, and don't eat too much shit. Yeah. Like, you can eat some shit, I, I would say.
1: I mean, preferably not actual shit.
0: No, like, I mean, bad food, like fast food and that kind of stuff. But, you know, you gotta, you gotta eat your vegetables and your fruits. Get your fiber in. Mm-hmm. Get your, eat some nuts. Have some healthy shits. Yeah, healthy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you can tell the difference when you're having healthy shits versus when you're having unhealthy shits. Yeah. <laughs> healthy a...
1: poos bob Healthy <laughs>
0: poos. yeah i marked all the episodes as explicit it doesn't matter
1: it's fine yeah. um yeah society's sort of he- deemed healthy lifestyle is that we should really be getting five portions of fruit and veg a day but veg is preferable because fruit is high in glucose which is sugar mm-hmm We should be getting at least two liters of water a day, but that kind of technically excludes coffee and tea and I'm watching you take a sip of beer. So I feel like we can exclude that too. And then you should also be getting at least 30 minutes of exercise three times a week at like quite a high level. You should be sweating and overexerting. Mm. I kind of do this. I have to
0: admit. What is five fruit and veg? What are five fruit or veg? What is that? Like, is that five fruits or five vegetables a day or
1: yeah? I mean, you should be having a nice healthy (laughs) rate. Here we go. A nice healthy range of vegetables. So not obviously eating five portions of broccoli a day because then you're overdoing out on the broccoli. Yeah. But you should be.
0: But like, how, like what's like one broccoli, like just like one thing of those broccolis you buy in the supermarket or like a, like a little bit of it. I don't, you get what I Again, mean? Again,
1: this is where we get into society's idea of healthy lifestyle because portions are defined differently by everybody. And there's also a standard portion size, which you can find on all the nutrient labels yeah. on all the food. Can I also point out all of those recommendations on the labels are ridiculously small.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm totally not into, like, I don't like weigh my food or like eyeball how much I'm eating. You know, my mom, for example, is she has to, uh, I know you do. I do. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I kind of just eat whatever I want to eat.
1: <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah.
0: And yeah, it's, it makes it, it's, this is a topic that I'm totally not, qualified for i guess like last week you didn't feel qualified and this week i don't
1: yeah now weirdly it's not actually ever been in the back of my mind i was always very sort of well i'll have whatever i fancy Mm -hmm. um but i did become a little bit i'll only eat when i'm hungry for me food has become fuel Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not that i don't enjoy food but i don't eat mindlessly and i don't actually remember other than during any kind of exams Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't remember ever doing that Mm. of course we're also talking about adulthood nine times out of ten people growing up don't cook for themselves and any food in the house is bought by your parents so that's kind Mm. of decided for you okay you can weigh in on your preferences but uh, most of my meals growing up until i was probably about 18 i didn't decide for myself no i was quite happy to cook them but it was very much either my mum or my dad saying we're gonna have this tonight make sure we have enough of that for everybody hmm. um i don't I know mean,
0: how it is what's it like with you guys that was i mean it was relatively similar with us growing up yeah it was usually just you know mom or dad cooking.
1: Yeah, and what about um? Because obviously food is not just the only thing that we need to talk about today. Um, have you always exercised? Do you exercise?
0: So exercise for me is a very uh, I don't know. It's not like a taboo topic. I I I've started exercising this year properly uh, after a couple of attempts over the years in in the past in the past couple of years. But this year, I've actually started to i've been on a minute like minimum one run a week at this point which i think is pretty good for i think that's pretty good
1: like for someone
0: who didn't (laughs) for quite a while um you know i'm pretty happy about that and it's it's i i my goal with it isn't to lose weight it's not to it's i have no real goal with it apart from do it at least once a week
1: what made you decide that though like why do you feel you need to um or want to
0: it supposedly helps with your mental health
1: yeah so this is a real kicker because for me a healthy lifestyle is my mental health
0: yeah i think it's it's a very it's often overlooked
1: yeah and exercise for me plays a huge role in how i feel um i've always done something active when i was growing up i used to dance and i used mm-hmm. to dance quite a lot so for me It wasn't about the food. It was about doing something active that I really enjoyed. And then I remember a sort of weird change in my brain at one point. I must have been about 16, 17, where I decided I suddenly needed to lose weight. Not in an unhealthy way. I just, I got sick of looking at other people and thinking, I don't look like that. And I think that was, you know, this was back in before... All of like magazines and photoshopping and stuff was all called out so it was mm. still very normal for us in society to have all these glamorous people looking really fit and mm. you know tanned and, and thin and i was one of those lucky people that obviously i was dancing so much and i was cycling to school every day because we live in holland and that's always a big perk is that we cycle everywhere so you know activity is kind of a general thing that happens but there was a switch where I suddenly went, okay, I also need to start running and I need to do it every day.
0: Mm.
1: Not necessarily the healthiest choice, but I got really into it.
0: Yeah. When I, when I, so when I started running this year, I did have some running shoes that I'd bought a couple of years ago, but other than that, I didn't have anything. So I bought or ordered, ordered this stuff online and it came in and I was like, okay, I have my stuff now, got it on started running, you know, did it for like, it went for a 10 minute run came back home, and was like, okay, got to do this again tomorrow. Did it again the day after, and, you know, it was fine. Then I was like, okay, cool. This is so going to be how I'm going to do things from now on. And then went on a run for the third day, and I was like, my legs are killing me. Uh, And then I went on some, like, running forums and on, like, a running subreddit and stuff, and was like, basically found out you shouldn't run every day if you haven't done anything for quite a while. And I was like, oh, that explains the <laughs> excruciating pain in my knees. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm
2: not
1: laughing at you. I promise. It just sounds funny.
0: I laugh at myself, too. so it, You're allowed to laugh at me. I'm worry. proud
1: of you for picking up running, though.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, you know, team sports, I, I did as a kid and I liked them. But I don't know. For me, I don't know. There's like a step that you have to take in Holland specifically, and especially once, once you're outside of school. There's like, you know, you're not forced to do PE anymore with people. And I don't know, sometimes you just have to, you you would have to force yourself to basically join a club if you wanted to do sports.
1: Yeah. Or you have to have already been part of some kind of external sports club, like the hockey training or the football training, and that you carry that on as an adult Mm -hmm. um, with the same club. I, you know, you've just said you were big on your team sports when you were growing up. I wasn't. I didn't like doing any kind of team activities i'm not a team player mm. but i did my karate and i did my dancing and uh you know i went running together with a friend running was never one of those things i was very into in high school mm-hmm. i used to hate it and if nobody knows what this is we used to do a mandatory beep test
0: oh god
1: which is condition training
0: mm-hmm See, I used to be really good at stuff like that when I was like 14, 15.
1: If I ever hear the music that was on the tracks that they used to play, I run for the hills.
0: <laughs>
1: but I wasn't unhealthy. No. I ate a lot of sugar, though.
0: I still do sometimes.
1: Mm.
0: Like, I just, a couple of days ago, I just ate away like five Kit Kats.
1: I'm proud of you. Nothing wrong with that. Not advisable, but not wrong.
0: Like, it's not, you shouldn't probably, like, you should have maybe, like, one KitKat, but they came in a pack of five, and I was like, I don't want to eat all of these. Be ashamed to leave the four in the packet. Fell ill afterwards, but, you know. You have Um, no one
1: to blame but yourself.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we've covered uh, healthy eating.
1: Recommendations.
0: And... A history of our experiences and doing some exercise is there anything else we need to get out in part one
1: um no i think the rest is going to come up in part two
0: okay well then that means we can go on a break
1: excellent i'm gonna go make a cup of tea
0: <laughs> see you in a bit Hi, my name is Di Reese, and I am the host of the Coleman Had a Dream football podcast, talking about Welsh football, both club football and international football. So if you're interested in either of those things, come and give us a listen. Even if you're not interested and you like football, we might be what you're after. We have just created an international football fanzine which will be available around every game, both uh, digitally and available for download at ColemanHadADream.com. So if you're interested in that, anything to do with Welsh football or just like to hear two people talking nonsense for a little bit as a bit of escapism, come and find us. We are on Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud. That's Coleman Dream. Hope to see you soon. Welcome back after that wonderful message about Welsh football.
1: Yeah, my friend died from work. Oh,
0: that's sweet.
1: Hmm. Um, so, section two is usually our discussion. But we kind of already started that in the,
0: part, the first part. Yeah, accidentally, sorry.
1: Yeah. Um, so, we actually have already covered what we do to stay fit. hmm Or what we have done to stay fit. hmm um, so I think we need to tackle the scary ones first, which is what are our bad habits? What do we do wrong in terms of health and fitness?
0: Um, I'll, I don't mind starting once again. So, I mean, I'm definitely still addicted to nicotine. Yep. Um, I use nicotine gum to alleviate the lack of cigarettes.
1: Yeah, and I have smoked for years and both of us have recently quit together. Again, Again. (laughs) I'm a perpetual quitter.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I think that's uh, like, if anyone else is currently quitting smoking and, you know, or has just failed at their attempt to quit smoking, quit again next week, Monday, and see how far you get. And if you don't make it past the week, quit again the Monday after that. Make Monday, make Monday... Yeah, make Monday your quitting day and just see how far you get. If you make it to next Monday, amazing. And quit again that Monday. But, you know, there's, it's not a race. Um, you just quit every Monday and see how far you get. Just keep every going. Every day you haven't smoked is a good day.
1: Yes, agreed. Very much so. That so, yeah. kind of becomes my mantra at the moment.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, But another one of my bad habits, which I actually kicked a couple of years ago, was um, drinking. I don't drink any alcohol anymore. Mm. That's Um, very good. Thank you. Not for any particular reason other than as I got older, I became less and less qualified to deal with my hangover. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I don't know. No, actually, you know what? I do know. I know that it's an age thing that the older you get, the worse your hangovers become. Because everyone I speak to goes, oh my God, yes.
0: Yeah. And especially suddenly, you know, what would take a morning to alleviate.
1: Takes uh, suddenly
0: days. takes two days. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Sometimes and even
0: three days.
1: <laughs> well, in my case, it became a week.
0: And oh, then <laughs>
1: by the time that was over, it was time to drink again. So. Yay. <laughs> um, no, I quit. Uh, three and a half years ago, actually. I haven't oh, wow. had any, alcohol. well, I say I haven't had any alcohol. I will have a sip of wine because yeah. a moderate, healthy amount. But you, I- you,
0: you didn't go like, oh, I'm never going to do alcohol or smoke. I'm never going to smoke alcohol again. You know,
1: <laughs> no, um, what I actually did was I, um, started tracking my mental health.
2: Hmm.
1: When I was in uni, I didn't have the best time and I burnt out in my third year and everything that happened after that was designed to keep me afloat Mm. basically and i kept track of everything i did everything i ate just to see if anything would set it off and the one big thing that used to make me feel worse mentally was not the drinking but the days that came after that Mm. So when I finally graduated from university, I went on a two-week vacation to Mexico, did an awful lot of drinking, because that's what you do when you're on holiday in Mexico, Um, and the minute the plane touched back down on Dutch ground, I stopped. And I haven't had an actual proper drink since.
0: Wow. Yeah. Very good.
1: So I had two bad habits. Now I have one.
0: Well, I wouldn't say your drink, well, I guess maybe... Yeah, I wouldn't say your drinking was habitual, though. Or no, I don't not know, at all. Like, I think it was still something you cut out, basically, sort of.
1: Well, I think for a while it became something that I felt I should be doing mm. every weekend. Yeah, okay. Because all my friends were doing that every weekend, mm-hmm. and let's face it, going out, getting there at like ten thirty in the evening. And staying out until six in the morning with no alcohol in you is incredibly difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I first quit drinking and I went to the bar, people thought I was joking. Oh. They would be like, Do you want a drink? Yes, please. I'll have a ginger ale, which is a soda, basically. Yeah. And uh, they were like, Haha, funny. What are you having in it? <laughs> I said, like, No, no, no. I, I would just like a ginger ale. And then you'd get this look like, But you're in a bar. <laughs> oh.
0: Get out I mean, of here! <laughs> I hate to
1: say it, bars sell coffee too, guys. <laughs> it's like, true. Um, but and it took me a little while, but mm. now, I mean, not right now because we're in lockdown. But now, if I do go out, I actually don't notice it. I can now stay out until six a.m. if I really want to, and oh, wow. and not feel tired, which is yeah. pretty good.
0: That is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess alcohol for me. Um, was you know is is what how do I put this it was something obviously you do when you're like with friends and stuff and you're having like beers or drinking whatever um but I think towards at some point in my life a couple years ago I basically mixed up the having it be a social thing and having the social thing be fun to the actual alcohol being the fun.
1: Right. So the dynamic in your drinking changed.
0: Yeah. So I would, you know, drink a lot more by myself. uh,
2: Yeah.
0: And not, not necessarily to uh, feel better, but. uh, Yeah. Just, it, it became a thing that I would on, you know, normal, school nights, weeknights, whatever, I would still have a beer or three, basically.
1: Do you feel like that crept up on you? Like you didn't realize it was happening until it had happened?
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. Because, you know, that kind of started when I was in uni. And then actually when the start of this lockdown happened and I moved back from Newcastle to the Netherlands, I just didn't drink for quite a while or I didn't drink like that anymore. Because I realized, you know, that everything was closed anyway. Plus I didn't actually, I mean, I had a job, but it was only starting a couple of months after I'd come back. So my money was a bit tight. Right. So it was, I don't know, I that, when I came back from Newcastle, that kind of changed, which is, I think it's a good change.
1: Yeah. It sounds like a positive change. hmm So I know that, I mean, I did just mention that you were drinking a beer just now. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I'll have, no, I'll definitely have a beer, like, every like on a free like if I don't have to work tomorrow morning which I don't Mm. I'll have a beer like
1: yeah and I know a lot of people that do that like just casually because they enjoy it Mm. just like you but it was never something I got into I wouldn't ever drink if I was at home Mm. I'd have maybe a glass of wine with dinner but it was never a thing for me that I found any kind of pleasure or comfort in unless I was with friends Mm. and I don't know, even if my parents had friends round and they would all, you know, have like a brandy after the dinner and stuff. I I would never take part in that Um, Mm. just because I did not fancy it. So I think for me, just cutting out alcohol was way easier because it wasn't like an integral part of my life. Mm -hmm. But my mental health is and it was so necessary for me to cut it out. Mm. So in order to preserve my mental health, because I keep myself so busy you know regular exercise and a decent diet became such a necessity for me mm-hmm. to stay on track and stay healthy it keeps my immune system up i feel better about myself i sleep better i don't sleep very well at all so mm. um, anything to help me sleep better <laughs> put it on my list of things to do because i need it
0: do you take melatonin
1: no i have done and it didn't agree with me at all okay. i got very dizzy on it so Um, I'd rather not sleep.
0: Also, I haven't taken it because it gives me that morning breath. Anyway, what I was going to say about my work and how that's kind of affecting my life at the moment is that I don't go to work more than twice a week at the moment because Mm. of COVID rules. They want, you know, as little people there, usually we're at the office with like, uh, I think seven people. Right. But they've cut it down to two, which has really taken me out of any kind of um, routine. Sca- routine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've really lost that routine since this started. Over the summer, you know, I was working five days a week. You know, you were always busy, but now I'm just so incredibly bored all the time. And it, you know, one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is because for me, like it's, it's occupying my mind and my time.
2: Yeah, it's something to do. Exactly (laughs)
0: something to do. And I really do hope, even though when when things do kind of pick up for me again as well, that we'll keep doing this, by the way.
1: Oh, definitely. So, you know, having something to do, I know it sounds like we have nothing to do. I have lots to do. Mm. But I've noticed that a lot of the things that I do are not necessarily just for me. Mm. And I'm trying to make that change slightly and do more things for myself that are not necessary for me to do they Mm. are things that I just want to do and that includes this podcast exactly you know I genuinely think this is a fun project I enjoy Mm. doing it so I'm more than happy to dedicate time to it Mm. instead of rolling my eyes and going oh god I've got to do another podcast (laughs) um I don't feel that way at all with this
0: Mm. what would you um consider any other maybe bad habits that you know aren't maybe substance related that you do Uh, and don't worry i'll get into mine as well
1: for me one of my bad habits is allowing my negative thoughts to bog me down Mm. i am really really good at talking myself into a hole Mm -hmm. um, and find it very difficult to pull myself out of that i like to think i'm quite a positive person but Mm. i also like to tell it how it is so when things are shit i don't actually have anything pleasant to say about it
0: yeah
1: very similar to how we are in this lockdown i have Mm. not necessarily enjoyed it i've enjoyed the time i got for myself but it's probably a bad habit for me and my Mm. mental health but possibly also a bad habit that affects other people because you know if you have a conversation with someone who is only negative they're gonna drag you down with you Mm. or with them and um It's definitely something I've become more aware of given the increase in mental health issues that are going around at the moment. I find myself trying to ask after my friends more than going, I need to get this off my chest. So I dig myself into a hole quite a lot. I like to stay in bed and not get out.
0: I can uh, relate to the digging myself into a hole.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, what springs to mind for you? Uh,
0: For me, it's very much uh, that I usually don't reach out until it's overflowing Mm -hmm. and it's something I've definitely improved upon over you know the last couple months but you know now it's I'll almost be at that point and realize I should reach out
1: so in the sense that you kind of you don't ignore it but you let it build up yeah almost too much to handle
0: and I guess it's a very difficult thing I think to master because when is something building up inside you? I don't think, and you can't necessarily always tell. Like, No, you don't often realize until it's too late. Sometimes you're just thinking about something and trying to process something, but sometimes you just start spiraling, but you might think you're just processing it. And it's not, it's difficult to put your hand on it when you're doing one thing and when you're doing the other thing.
1: Yeah. And just being aware of things like that.
0: Yep. Never short message and break. And time for a cup of tea. And time for
2: a cup of tea. Hi, I'd like to share a poem with you. It's called Weathering. Look how the water seeps into the cracks the winds crashing against the rocks and takes little seedlings with them into the crevices. How the rains melt away the stones, crumbling at atmospheric touch. How these natural processes always leave us not entirely whole. How the elements keep throwing at you, keep taking up little spaces. How they keep coming back and canvases taking more. Seeping into the parts where it will be hardest to sew up, where it's hardest to reach, rooting themselves inside of you, hooking under your skin. How selfish of weathering to come back in when they promise never to return, leaving you emptier and more parts of you missing than ever eroded before, until you're nothing but a grain of sand, a speck of dust. That's the thing about weathering, you'll never return to your natural state.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to part three. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that message. Hopefully we got one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh anybody that has been listening to our previous episodes knows that section three is the part where we go through how underqualified we are to deal with whatever topic we are talking about we've mentioned some of our pitfalls and we've touched on a couple of topics that we feel like we are a little bit underqualified to deal with but i think my big focus for my underqualifiedness is keeping balance with Mm. all of my things Particularly with my mental health and staying on top of things and not letting myself slip into complete laziness.
0: Mm -hmm. How about you? For me, it's kind of like a thing where you make time to do all the things that you should be doing. You should be exercising, uh, you should be, you know, you're eating healthy, uh, you're cutting out your bad habits, all those kinds of things. and you're like, okay, in your head you're, you're, you' know you, you're doing everything right. Yeah. but yet sometimes it still makes me feel I mean not I mean doing all those things in my head is supposed to make me feel good. but sometimes it still doesn't. And I don't know, like it's obviously for me, it's very much been affected by the pandemic uh, in a big way because I know I like to be social. I'm, you know, I like hanging out with people.
1: I think it's also incredibly human to need Mm. that interaction as well. Oh,
0: for sure. Yeah.
1: I think, you know, you could be the most antisocial person on the planet, but you still need that human interaction to feel normal. Mm -hmm. And the lack of it, what that does to you is astonishing. Yeah. But that's actually something I have been working on. So my underqualifiedness kind of, was a catalyst for me at the very beginning of our first lockdown last year Mm -hmm. where I had a vague idea of how I should be taking care of myself physically Mm -hmm. but I'd done an awful lot of work on my mental health and I'd spent so long getting my mental health on track that I'd let my physical health slip. Mm. You know everyone has... The kind of idea of how you should stay healthy. Everyone knows you can go walking or you can go running or you can go to the gym or you can do something else. But I think the prospect of having to start that after a while becomes quite daunting. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I was already attempting to get into that kind of routine when all the gyms shut. Mm. Maybe it's a little bit of a first world problem, but it was very much like, well, I don't have access to a treadmill, so I can't go for a run, which is total rubbish because <laughs> the whole wide world, you can go running in
0: yeah. outside. There was no ban on running outside.
1: And as the Dutch say, I'm not made of sugar. I won't melt in the rain, <laughs> um, but I very much felt like I would. Yeah. So the, it, was, it became the catalyst for me to sort of think, okay, my mental health's kind of on track at that point but I think I needed some help and Mm. I actually ended up hiring a personal trainer. Um, it's not calorie focused, but it's focused on the balance. Mm. So am I getting enough protein? Am I getting enough or too many carbs? How's my sugar intake? Have Mm. I got enough fiber in my diet to keep everything working smoothly and also my hydration, Okay. which is amazing because I don't think I've been this fit in years. Good.
0: Another thing that I really do is procrastinate.
1: Oh my gosh, queen of procrastination, right here. It's,
0: it's the worst. I told myself in December, like, okay, January, and you know, apply for a job, start applying for jobs. And then I didn't in January. <laughs> I only started applying in Feb. Yeah. And then I didn't get that job that I applied for. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's just... Demotivating. It's demotivating, first of all. And now I've got all these applications out again. Yeah. But I have to wait for an answer, which Mm. could take a couple of weeks, which sucks. Because these are two things that I apply to that I'd really quite like to do you know, these are two things I'm like, I'm working on now, but you know, you have to be patient as well. And I am a very impatient person. When I've finally done something, I want stuff to happen.
1: Yeah. That (laughs) that need for instant gratification. Yeah. And I think that's such a big aspect of Mm -hmm. staying healthy and keeping the balance because Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, how many times have we gone for a run and gone, I feel great. And then you look in the mirror and you think, yes, I look... or like even on the first day, you look, you think you look fantastic and, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be so fit and healthy. And then the next morning you stand on the scales and you feel like, how could I have gained two kilos? So,
0: <laughs> no, I haven't stood on a scale in years.
1: Really? That's interesting yeah, I, because it's something I do every day.
0: I really just don't. I, I've done it. Obviously, the last time I weighed myself must have been at least two years ago.
1: Right. No, but I mean, so... Sorry, it makes me sound like I'm completely obsessed with my weight. I'm not. No, I am obsessed with data.
0: Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I've actually not asked you this. How, how much time have you spent looking at our statistics?
1: Far too much.
0: Far too much. Okay.
1: <laughs> I hope I'm not alone in that.
0: No, I've, I've, I've checked every day as well. Just yeah, to see. I do oh, how many plays did we get today? Mm, agreed. I saw, this this is a little bit off topic, but I saw we had one person in Belgium listen to us.
1: I have no idea who this is. No, I don't either. (laughs) So, listener from Belgium, get in touch with us.
0: (laughs) Let us know who you are.
1: Reach out on Instagram, please. We need to know who you are.
0: Yeah. Anyway, back to where we were going.
1: Procrastinating.
0: Procrastinating.
1: And putting things off. So, I am a huge procrastinator in pretty much all aspects of my life, to be honest, aside Mm -hmm. from making tea. If I need a cup of tea, I'll do it right then. But you know, everyone experiences procrastination in some way, shape or form. But I think the biggest procrastination that happens is when people want to try and get fit Mm. or at least live a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. Just because I feel like people, this is my opinion, obviously, but I have been on a learning journey for the last year and a half um, about taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. I feel like, we are not taught enough about the practical side of taking care of ourselves in our lives. Mm-hmm. And that becomes something that as an adult, you kind of are expected or not expected to figure out on your own, but you you have to figure it out on your own unless you happen to know people or you pay someone to teach you. Yeah. yeah. When we're in high school, we have the standard biology lessons. We're taught about a healthy balanced diet, la la la. So those are the very typical things that we know. But then even when you think you have a healthy, balanced diet, if you actually look at it, you know, I eat far too much Nutella. <laughs> and I am a big pasta fan. Mm. But the reality is I eat too much of it. Yeah. And the thing I've learned recently is that I can eat all the vegetables I want and still gain weight because I'm actually eating too much of anything. That happens. Which happens, but I think I mentioned earlier, for me, it's kind of changed. Food has become fuel for me rather than something I I overindulge in. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't stop me from taking a teaspoon to a pot of Nutella on occasion. (laughs) Um, Let's be honest, everyone has something that they do like that. (laughs) So I'm going to put my hand up and own it. (laughs) But yeah, I think the big thing or the big takeaway from talking about health and fitness is that actually as long as we keep it in manageable doses and we don't try and do it all at once it's actually more than achievable Hmm. however even when you're doing all those things and this is something i just want to bring up because i'm sure i'm not the only one that feels this way is even when i'm doing all those things sometimes i'm so focused on doing all those things that i forget to take care of myself in terms of actually having some downtime mm. um i don't switch off enough mm. and just sit still
0: <laughs> when i was in school right i was not a straight a student um mm. i i you know, did what I had to basically and nothing more. Yeah. can be negative in a, a couple of ways, can be positive in a lot of ways. I had some old classmates from, you know, back in high school who were like super into being good at what they did, you know, achieving the best grades, that kind of stuff.
1: Really driven people.
0: Very. Yeah, exactly. But I was I spoke with one of them a couple months ago. And she had basically had a massive burnout at one point. Because that's all she ever did, you know. Also into uni, all those things.
1: Yeah, you burn the candle at both ends. You exhaust yourself, and exactly. then your body literally stops responding yeah. the way you want it to. Your mental health declines, mm-hmm. and it's essentially it's your body's cry for help, saying you need to stop.
0: Yeah, and you know that's that's the other side of the spectrum. Like you know, you get all these people that really you know they achieve and uh, keep uh, trying to achieve, eventually your body is like, no, I've had enough. (laughs) And that can be very, I'm sure it can be very, like I haven't experienced it, but it can be very, I'm sure disconcerting as well.
1: It's terrifying when it happens.
0: When you really want to be good at something and that's all you've ever done your entire life.
1: Especially when you know you are more than capable of doing it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But at that point in time, you're not. Mm. And that was something I was sort of faced with when I burnt out. I was, I had a goal, I was working towards it. And I was definitely burning the candle at both ends. I was exhausted. Just getting up in the morning was an effort. Mm. And that was probably the most frustrating thing, because it made me feel like I wasn't capable of doing anything. Mm. And half the time, my brain said, no, you should not do that. Or you should go back to bed and not tell anybody how you're feeling. And Mm just hide away and sleep Mm -hmm. for 16 hours a day. And the other half of my brain was berating me for going, oh, come on, Ollie, don't be so ridiculous. You're more than capable of doing this. Get your ass out of bed, go and do this. Oh, by the way, you also have this, 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 and this on your checklist. And Mm -hmm. that deadline is creeping up on you now and you've not done any of it. And that's going to make you feel really crap if you don't do it. Mm -hmm. Inevitably, you don't have the energy to do it. You don't do it. The stress goes round and round and round. Mm -hmm. And the, realistically, the only way to come out of it is to actually stop yep. and take a step back. Yep. Luckily, we now live in an age where talking about mental health is really quite open. There's definitely, definitely room for improvement.
0: I think especially with this like pandemic thing, I, I don't even want to know. It's not that I don't want to know, but it's more like I, I can't imagine what some people must be going through. Completely. Um, you know, we're both relatively fit and healthy ish people (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) as as we've proved this podcast, you you know, there's, there's people out there, you know, that do have, uh, issues with their lungs or whatever. And they, they've literally been inside since last year, February. Yeah. I, you know, that kind of isolation, I wouldn't wish upon anyone.
1: I I wouldn't ever wish that on anybody. And I think it's made me sort of hyper aware of what everyone else is going through. Mm. So I find myself, obviously, we're talking about keeping the balance. Yeah. I would love to talk to all my friends all the time and make sure they're all okay. But mm. I've had to learn over the years that that's not always my responsibility. It's not my responsibility to make people feel better all the time. Mm. And one of my big things, my, my advice to everybody all the time, and I've said this to you before as well, is you can't take care of anyone else unless you are already taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that like the fact that we've done this episode... For anybody listening you know if you are feeling really bad at the moment it doesn't last forever No. and there are plenty of people out there that feel the same way but simultaneously there are also plenty of people out there that could help you a little bit Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and all you really need is someone to help you get off that first step Mm -hmm. and after that taking the next steps really comes naturally once you start feeling more capable again
0: yeah. And no, you know, you're never done with learning no, about, exactly. you know, how to take care of yourself and all that stuff.
1: Bob, can I just point out one of the easiest topics ever to talk we've, about?
0: We've absolutely smashed this one out in like less than an hour and a half.
1: And I think it's because everyone goes through an element of, well, oh, gee, how do I take care of myself? Mm-hmm. And Again, so many different experiences, so many different learning curves to choose from. It just makes it flow nicely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. See you next week.
1: Guys, like we've said, find us on Instagram at totally underqualified or shoot us an email at... Uh, What is it? Totally underqualified at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, You guys may have noticed we have our 30 second inserts. If you guys have anything you want to share, tell a joke, share a fact. I don't know. Do some kind of prose. Feel free. Send it to us because we will put you in the episode, even if we don't know who you are.
0: Yes. Preferably if we don't know who you are.
1: Yeah. We'd like to use the podcast kind of as a little bit of a platform to get more people into the ether.
0: Yeah, we definitely want this to become like a community-powered thing. Yeah, definitely. Who knows? We're doing it for ourselves. Maybe we'll start selling shirts that says totally (coughs) underqualified and make people wear them to job interviews.
1: Oh, I feel like we need to get on this boat already.
0: I think so too. Definitely. More updates next week about the (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts.